Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello, I'm Hannah Critchlow and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. This week, we turn our attention to selecting soundscapes. Hi, I'm Neil Briscoe from Gloucester. I find that I can't work with music playing as all my attention is on the music and it distracts me. On the other hand, I have friends who can't work unless they have music at loud volume blasting through their skulls via their headphones. Why does this difference exist? Music, a concentration aid or a complete distraction. Why do some people find it helpful and others disruptive? We listen out for Ian Cross, a well-matured and wise professor of music and science at Cambridge University, to get his thoughts. It's not just your age that will affect this. Your personality, musical preference, the particular task, your personal experiences or how musical you are all probably have an effect on how much music can distract you. When we encounter music in the background as opposed to actively listening to it, it may affect us in two ways. It may affect our emotional state positively or negatively, helping us to work better or causing us to work worse, or it may affect our concentration by inadvertently capturing our attention, diverting it away from the task at hand. On the other hand, it may have no effect at all. A group of German researchers looked at the many studies that have been done, and they reported that background music disturbs the reading process, has some small detrimental effects on memory, but has a positive impact on emotional reactions and improves achievements in sports. But, as they note, it's very difficult to compare results across studies because the methods and the experimental participants varied so much from study to study. It's reasonable to think that for some people, background music provides a means of giving a self-selected sonic texture to their surroundings, marking off a private space within which they can focus on what they're doing. Without background music, these people would be more easily distracted from the tasks that they're undertaking. For other people, background music itself would constitute too much of a distraction, diverting attention away from the task at hand. For both types of people, however, the important factor would be whether or not they liked and selected the music. Music that is present without your consent is always more likely to cause negative effects and impact on your performance on the task at hand. In other words, if your neighbour is playing music that you don't like and you have no immediate influence over them, it's much more likely to destroy your ability to do your work than if you yourself have chosen the music that's playing. 
Thank you, Ian Cross, providing us with a scientific excuse for politely asking fellow office workers, co-commuters or coffee-drinking cafe neighbours to either keep their music down or change the tune if they're adversely affecting our attention. Well, with that happily resolved, we shed a relieved tear or two over this question that listener Samira wrote in with. Do emotional or pain-induced tears differ? Is it possible to test tears and deduce if they are related to physical pain or emotion? If so, what is the difference between the two? Thanks. Could you put a tear under a microscope and see if that person was crying from happiness, sadness, or simply shedding crocodile tears? Is there some kind of chemical in tears that helps other people sniff out their true meaning? We're opening the water gate with this one. What do you think? You can post on our Naked Scientist Facebook page. You can tweet at Naked Scientists. You can email studio at thenakedscientists.com or you can join in the debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.